everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday night, which can only mean we're talking some racing with Phil and Steve. What is going on, Philip? Hey, man. Good evening. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. We've only got two races this week, so we can talk about how terrible last Saturday was. Steve, how's it going? Hey, what's up? So yeah, a couple, you know, light week. We can. Uh take a deep breath in and out for, you know, for once this weekend. So that's, that's different. I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of okay with that. So let's see. It is a, a welcome site on the schedule. It's a little bit of a break, but we still have some action. So we're not, we're not jonesing, but we're not overworked either. So should be a good week. NFL is right around the corner. College football, right around the corner. Things are happening. Pennant races, which I'm not interested in. Arch, you, you've got to be feeling good this time of year. Oh, yeah, I love this time of year. I mean, I love it even more when my Royals have more than, uh, you know, 27 wins on the season, although they're cruising towards another one tonight. As a uh, more than a more than a two to one dog, those Kansas City That's Royals right. against our yeah. our hometown Phillies. Can't wait to listen to this one uh, on WIP, uh, you know, probably tomorrow in the car at some point should be very entertaining. I, I need to say something in the discord about, you know, kissing the crown or, or, or some such instead of ringing the bell, right? I egg egg burger would like that. So, um, yeah, no good, but I hate baseball. So let's talk racing. Yeah. Let's well, ring another bell this weekend. How about that? Yeah. Do it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Love that one. Love that one. Steve ring the bell on Sunday would pay a little bit more than a Phillies <laughs> win uh, this weekend. So let's, let's get that on home. But first we would be remiss if we didn't talk about last weekend, we'll start on Thursday night. We had Kyle Bush in the SRX series. He won. That was awesome. Um, you know, so that that kicked the weekend off. We were full of hope and joy. And uh, you know, Formula One kind of a wash all weekend. And then Saturday happened, Steve. Kind of reminiscent of the the indie road course a couple years ago, where it was just chaos in the closing laps. Yeah, that was um it, it, that was a kind of a bizarre race. Um, it, it, it all kind of started with, you know, A.J. Allmendinger kind of foregoing his practice session at Richmond. Then he, you know, took his, you know, took himself up there to Wisconsin to run off, you know, an, an off event. And kind of a big question mark. And it, they didn't really go well too for him. So I don't know how he felt after the, the day ended there. I'm sure that was a long trip back to Richmond. So... And it was kind of a long night for us after, you know, looking pretty good throughout the day. We started out with some good closing line value and then our guys looking strong. And uh, we had a, quite a um, mishap there at the end. Listen, so, okay, we were on the dinger to win even money. It was pretty apparent that, that they just didn't have the stuff. So that was a loss. Fine. I can deal with that. Going down the card, we had Cole Custer for a top three. And he was cruising, Steve. He was... He was firmly in the top three, uh, probably in contention for for maybe second. And I have never seen it before. He was collected in an accident that happened 50 yards behind him. That can only happen at a road course. I've never seen it. I wanted to kill myself. Kind of reminds you a little bit of what happened with uh, Larson at the Indy road course when he lost his brakes and kind of just, I think it was, he snow plowed. I think it was maybe Austin Dillon or something. I can't remember who it was, but Ty Dillon. Destroyed, yeah, Ty Dillon. That's right. Destroyed those cars. Mm. So, uh, same thing happened. Uh, and then I guess kind of in this wreck, it just wasn't quite as high speed. Yeah. yeah we had yeah. some, some brake issues with colleague, especially. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of played a role with 
Chandler Smith and just a lot of, you know, uh, unfortunate events going on there uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it just tripped me out, Steve, because, you know, when you're watching it live, you see, um, you know, an accident back in sixth, seventh, eighth place. And you're like, okay, well, we're safe. Um, and then it, it collects the third place car from behind. It, it's it's just nuts. Um, so that that was bad. I, that put us in a bad mood. We also had Justin Allgaier for a top five finish. And he dominated the entire day until the last lap. Yeah, I, th- I think he's really kind of been a specialist at Road America. I think he's kind of taken a good eye to that course. So, man, I mean, he really had the field covered, uh, you know, in, in an era where it's been dominated by A.G. Allmendinger and, you know, guys like Sandrick and those guys that are really good at road course racing. Uh, Allgaier has kind of stepped up a bit on the road courses this year, and he was in a great spot. I know a lot of guys that had him to win the race outright, so um, we did not have an outright, but if we did, we would have really, you know, uh, really felt bad. Uh, losing the top three is bad enough, you know, on Custer and Allgaier. Um, just a uh, pretty big loss for us and, uh, you know, the, the community as a whole just uh, didn't quite go, you know, as you know, the script would be written. Uh, yeah. Sam Merrick under the victory lane, kind of his, I think that was his first win in his career in Xfinity. I know he's been going after that for a while now, so he's finally gotten that off his back, and uh, we'll see what that does for him as the season closes out. Yeah, dude, it was, it's all Connor Mosack's fault. I mean, the guy tore up the under underside of his car and then tried to keep it going and and leaked fluid all over the course. Um, Justin Allgaier, while coming to the to the white, uh, you know, got into that speedy dry and, and just couldn't get the car couldn't get the car turned under control, and he he wiped out, and that was that. Um, but the worst part about it, Steve, was was not just losing all those plays in a, a heartbreaking fashion. Um, also, we had John Hunter Nemechek over Austin Hill. Uh, JHN had Hill covered all day long until he he you know didn't have the off road package on his car, and he 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 went off road I think four or five times in a couple laps, and and that was that. But the worst part about it was. Uh, I think there were four lead changes on on that final lap, and it was an absolute classic. It was it was wild, and I was just thinking they're going to show this a lot in commercials, <laughs> highlight reels, stuff like that. And we're we don't have anything good to remember it by. You know, this is going to yeah. be a, a staple of the Xfinity race, like how exciting they are, and we just got absolutely bent over. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny you say that because. Uh... They, they seem to show that uh, replay of the Indy Road Course getting torn up quite a bit. And uh, I always seem to have to go digging into my cover in here for some Tums for my stomach uh, issues regarding that day. So I guess go ahead and add that one on the collection. You guys are getting quite yeah. the highlight reel. I mean, airborne cars, curbs flying up off the track, and, and, and now this. Yeah. <laughs> the, tr- the track GM out there with a sledgehammer, you yes. know, knocking down curbs. Yes. It, it's just we're never on the right side of chaos, it seems. If, if no. we could get a, a race to just go boring with, with no yellows, no no overtime, we're money. But um, that, that just never happens. You restrict your thought process to reality, and NASCAR does not exist in reality. Yeah, this is, this is just – this is an, an alternate universe. <laughs> so it, it's crazy. But – we're going to look forward, Steve. You know, I, I know we could talk about Sunday if you want to talk about the pain we, we suffered there. 
uh, having outrights on Eric Almarola and Bubba Wallace. If you want, maybe, well, maybe just quick. I don't know if I can stomach it. Yeah. If, if you like, um, a little more, uh, boring than I, you know, a lot of people have said this race wasn't all that eventful. I enjoyed it quite a bit because it was more of a strategy race. That was, I think only one caution for a non-stage break. It was, of course, I think believe it was Noah Gregson again. I mean, that guy, man, talk about a guy that's just not had a good year. You know, it's like the only time he gets on camera is when he's in the wall or spin somebody else out. Yeah, he, uh, He's been really disappointing. They need that manufacturer change more than more than anything. You know, they'll they'll become a you know a preferred. Uh, they'll get the preferred sim time. Um, you know, just just more information. I'm really looking forward to them changing brands because I'm a I'm a Noah fan. You know, I, I like to root for Noah. I think he's a talented guy, and he's just not getting a chance to show, uh, showcase it so far this year. Kind of disappointing. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about Almarola, Steve. The guy was laying down burner laps and then had a pit road violation. Yeah, it really feels like we are getting the worst end of it this year when it comes to pit road penalties. Uh, Ryan Priest, especially at the short tracks, uh, Ryan Priest we had at Martinsville, put on the pole, spent on pit road coming out of a stall. Um, and then we go back to uh, this last weekend, we had Amarola. He saw, I mean, he started pretty far back uh and we had a guy you know in discord uh good chats going on in there all the time good info so you're not in there yet go ahead and give that a look but uh we had some questions in there regarding you know he, i mean he was asking um we have a guy you know starting back in 2025th um is he going to make it through the field and uh i felt good about it you know Stuart haas had really good cars this weekend it was it was Impressive to watch. Amarola, always good in a short track package, and he definitely showcased it uh, again this week and just uh, didn't didn't work out for us, fortunately. He was putting up the best times on the long run. That car was dialed up to run, you know, running out to the uh, – on a green flag run for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he, he I think he had, had gotten up uh, near the top five by by the end of the first stage i mean he was cooking and um you know after the the pit road infraction he did battle his way back up through the field he finished you know inside the top 10 so we cashed that two to one ticket so that was a nice consolation prize but boy i i really feel like we could have been celebrating a a 60 to one or longer shot uh ticket there with almarola we had bubba he was pretty quick uh in the beginning of the day i guess he he lost uh lost the feel of it the worst part was Chris Busher won great guy. We bet on him a thousand times this year in the, the 20 races and, uh, and we missed it. We missed it. Yeah. I mean, um, Bubba Wallace was another one that, uh, he was, he was actually, he was actually out front for quite a good part of that race. And then again, made a green flag pit stop and, um, the Jack dropped. So could not get the tires off and replaced and, cost him uh, probably 10 six, spots i think it was six so, spots something like that something along those lines yeah but you know once you get back you know once you get put back there in traffic after being up front the car drives different you're just in a different you know things just change when you're not you don't have that clean air anymore so just unfortunate uh 35 to one was a great price i would love to go back and run that again if 
if that was coming again this weekend. Uh, no regrets there. Just outside the top 10. So um, I think we had, you know, the right guys in play, except for Bell, like you mentioned, a little bit off for sure. Just didn't really have it all weekend. Um, uh, Toyota was good, but, you know, we kind of mentioned that Bell was that guy that wasn't uh, gonna, probably going to stay up with the rest of the uh, – the team there so kind of just yeah just didn't have it didn't have track position didn't really get through the field yep yep um so that that's that's about it man that's about it for last week let's let's talk about the good stuff we got we got two races here uh we're at michigan which is a a two mile d-shaped track it's got moderate banking they, they're putting down uh resin in, in the turn so uh, we should see a lot of racing grooves. There's a lot of grip on this track as it is. It's a smooth surface, so it won't be like a big strategy race. Um, what are you What are you looking at this week? And and you know where where should we start? Yeah, so um, Michigan, I believe, is tomorrow racetrack. So we're looking at uh, gotta be focusing on teams with you know good engine packages. So that's, you know, pretty much consists of uh, RCR. Toyota looks, again, looks good this week. So trying to kind of guess uh, track comparisons I like to look at. Uh, Auto Club for sure. But the problem with Auto Club is it was way back in the beginning of the season. So a lot of things have changed since then. Uh, so I'm really looking at tracks, you know, like Kansas, definitely comparable um charlotte's kind of a recent kind of a sim- kind of similar when it comes to tire wear especially and then um i'm looking at pocono a little bit more than most people are this week uh that's a super high speed racetrack and um kind of a low tire wear situation as well so i'm kind of just looking at who had a lot of green flag speed at pocono and uh feels like to me i'm getting some pretty close numbers you know and who ran well last year when it, when it compared to pocono and michigan so that's a metric that I'm kind of leaning on a lot this week. Okay. All right. I like it. I like the the technical breakdown there. So let's start. We've got a, a thin Xfinity card. Uh, there was practice and qualifying today, this afternoon. Um, but before that, so pre-flop, we were on Ty Gibbs as an outright uh, and also a top three for the top five. We're on Justin Allgaier. Now we've got two head-to-heads. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sam Mayer over Brandon Jones and Sammy Smith over Chandler Smith. And then we also added Ross Chastain since he was a, a late addition to the race. He's going to be in that call like number 10 car. Uh, so we've got him for a top three over Bet River, Bet Rivers. So um, Steve, talk me through this card. We, we like Ty Gibbs. Yeah, I like Ty Gibbs. He won the race uh, last year in Xfinity and when he was uh, in this race, actually, when he was driving over there full time. So why not go back to him again? You know, he's gotten a lot of cup experience this year. So I, I, I believe that his race craft has proved a little bit racing with the cup regulars all season. So I feel like that's a good thing there because like every time he dropped down to Xfinity this year, he's been competing for the win. Um, his last intermediate, he was out front, and I believe uh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Austin Hill. I can't I can't remember for sure. Kind of just got into him, took him out, um, ended his day, I believe. So we know he's going to have the speed. 
looked pretty good in practice. If I want to, if I bring up the numbers here in practice, um, leave it with me. Qualified eighth, but when you look at JRM, they all they qualified one, two, and four, I believe. With obviously Brandon Jones um, kind of doing his thing, is still struggling. So love to see it under one and a half season wins. Take that to the <laughs> bank. <laughs> Uh, I think it's about time to start celebrating that one, hopefully. I mean, yeah. <laughs> season's almost over. He still hasn't gotten in the victory, you know, victory circle. So. And there's there's not enough uh, not a lo- enough trips to Martinsville for him to catch that one. So we're <laughs> right, in right, good shape. Right. Uh, yes, and we had him in a matchup, you know, Sam Mayer over Brandon Jones. So Mayer's looking pretty good, qualified well. I'm I'm just curious to see how much JRM is trimmed out, you know, for uh, for qualifying. So interesting, they all qualified really well, and um, Gibbs kind of qualified right behind them. So yeah, eight, not, eight nine, and ten. So right. I, I would imagine they're probably in more uh, race trim than right. and qualifying trim. That's what I was thinking too. So. I'm not, you know, I'm not too concerned about that. And I think of getting a little bit, a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, you know, I think the books are kind of looking at qualifying and seeing that, you know, they had speed to qualify out front and track position matters. But um, I'm going to look at handling, you know, a little bit for sure. And I'm just going to kind of uh, buy back on, on a good, some good prices here. You get Ty Gibbs at 450 now, so all right nice. with that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good with that. Those guys normally find a way. These these Toyotas, JHN, Sammy Smith. Uh, we should see it with Ty Gibbs in a in a strong race car uh, to work their way to the front. I mean, uh, starting eight, ninth, and tenth. I I think um, I don't think they'll have any any problems getting into that top five relatively quickly and battling for a win. So really excited about the Ty Gibbs position. I will probably we're in for a half unit. I, I might grab another half just to uh, average on up. I like doing that and. Um, Man, Barry was a rocket. Very, very happy about Allgaier qualifying second. Steve, he's he's ranked first in my my comparable track data. So I think he's a, a strong play, top five veteran guy. Should have won last week. No fault of his own. I I, I think they're going to be hungry. Yeah, I think so too. And um, yeah, Allgaier looks good for me. He's been number one this year in comparable tracks. And he's got good history here, and his practice speed was the best amongst the junior motorsports team. Uh, I mean, Allgaier was behind Gibbs and John Hunter for me on kind of the longer run situation. So, again, I think we're in a really good spot here. We have Ty Gibbs. He's going to have hopefully the longer run speeds and, you know, coming from eighth. Uh, this is a track where the draft is really in play. So, I think you're going to see some comers and goers, especially in next Affinity, where these cars are kind of a little more hung out on the back ends, you know, probably going to be. Uh, I think handling is going to be more important in Xfinity than it's going to be Cup. So you know these cars are pretty, uh, you know, definitely tougher to drive than uh, the Cup cars. So I like the idea of being able to move around a little bit more tomorrow than Sunday. Right, right, for sure. Um, you know, we we've had a couple hours since qualifying and, and practice and all that. Have you found any other matchups that you'd like to take a piece of? Couch cushion bets, if you will. I have not found matchups. I know they um taking some time to repost. Haven't looked at, you know, probably Superbook has them. I haven't taken a look over there yet. But They do. If there's a Sammy Smith matchup, I am very much interested in that. I'm even interested in considering taking Sammy Smith 
15 to 1. I am definitely leaning on that right now. Um, I wouldn't mind that at all. Maybe even consider hedging our bets a little bit for a top three plus 400. I just really like uh, how um, Joe Gibbs looks in race trim. And you get plus 400 there, you know, then you have, you know, plus money for three different guys. And all you need is two out of three to hit there and you're having a pretty good day. For sure. And especially if one of them is plus 400, then you only need one. My goodness. Um, the only Superbook matchup with Sammy Smith is unfortunately against Sam Mayer. So we would have to thread the needle on that one. So I, I think maybe we'll just we'll just wait for something else. Yeah, we do have um pre-practice bet on Sammy Smith over Chandler Smith. So that looks to be in pretty good shape. Chandler was pretty slow in practice, so usually we see these college cars, you know, um, qualify more towards the front row and you know the more you know top two rows, and uh, hasn't really been the case. Uh, Chastain qualified towards you know around tenth. Looks like he starts eleventh, and uh, Chandler qualified sixth. So these guys, you know, they're starting a little more towards the back. Maybe they've kind of changed their setups a little bit to be a little more uh, better in the race. So we'll see how that goes. As far as I, I think, you know, Gibbs kind of just has it all, though. Sammy Smith looked really good in practice. He was he had top five speeds. His uh, He ran this race last year. The car seemed to have top three speeds. So I'm kind of leaning on that. And uh, he's been pretty good this year on the other intermediate tracks. So I feel like I think we've got a good value on him. Good deal. Good deal. So uh, we'll we'll keep the members of the book club in tune when we make a play for those uh, tomorrow. Excuse me. As soon as these these books, um, you know, put them back up there for us to to snag. So anything else you want to talk about with Xfinity or should we move on? No, just uh, I mean, I think Sammy Smith was the guy I was looking at to uh, kind of give the uh, listeners some extra action. Love it. Nice. What? Well, go ahead, Arch. No, just I love it. I love it. I love those uh, those hidden plays, those couch cushion bets. Just shake them up, and you you you, you see what comes out. So I, I placed a bet on uh, Sammy Smith top three plus four hundred. Is there it is? Uh, all right, let's move on to the Cup Series. We have got a a bunch of pre practice pre qualifying plays here. So hopefully the listeners are catching this before all that goes down tomorrow. Uh, just got the the Sports Line article out, so let's pull that up here. Uh, we've got a, a bundle of outright winners, Steve. Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, Ty Gibbs, and me amigo. Yeah, so um, I guess same kind of deal here. Uh, Cup is running uh, Michigan, so gonna be looking at how these guys are how you know how they're doing so far uh, this year, how they're doing historically at this track. I guess um, a good starting point here would be to look at kind of who's done well here recently, you know, the last few years. And and Kevin Harvick has dominated this racetrack. Um, so we can't leave that, you know, untouched. You have to at least take note of that. Um, I think he's won maybe five or seven or eight races, which is absolutely insane. Um but I just don't know if, that, if that's going to translate here to this weekend because Ford's got that new nose. They've you know, been publicly speaking about how they have struggled this year for downforce, and that and, you know that's I think that's a big deal this weekend. We look at a track with that with the speeds this high, and you know, aero being such a big factor. So 
kind of not going to play too many forwards, but, you know, Blaney is in play. He's been the best forward, so I guess that's a good place to start is with him. Uh, he won at Charlotte, Coke 600. Car was super quick, made it work. Uh, so, if you know, I think Blaney's could qualify well if he gets good track position. Uh, I believe he's been, like I said, the strongest forward amongst that camp. So if there's a guy to get it done in that manufacturer, I would say that Blaney would be the guy. I agree, Steve. Uh, we have to have a forward. All of our listeners know we, we dabble a bit in conspiracy theories. We're in Michigan the home of Henry Ford, where his, um, you know, just tinkering in the garage led to an automobile revolution. So we got to have a, a blue oval in the, in the portfolio. It's Ryan Blaney. Let's get that one home. Yeah. So I guess one more note about kind of how, you know, I, I kind of mentioned a little bit of the arrow and the high speeds. Um, some guys to keep in mind this week with these speeds. I mean, these guys are going to be hitting 200 going down the straights. So you need, you need good, en- good engines. You need guys that are good in the draft, you know, when to make moves, when to lay off. And guys like Blaney, Blaney fits that mold really well. So you, you take a guy that's been running well and, and you know, uh, when you talk about Ford specifically, and then you see a guy like him, he's always good, you know, at Daytona, Talladega, and Atlanta, which is kind of drafting style. So runs are big. Um, my my short segment here again of my eye racing experience i noticed that quite a bit when i was on the sim this week you know you, you gotta be you know locked in behind guys you gotta make sure that you don't making the right moves and that's a big 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 factor so i like um guys who are smart and uh make the right moves the right time steve that's that's uh that's why we need your simulator buddy you know we just put you out there on the track if we could sponsor a car and, and then let you drive it, we would. We'll just have to settle for the simulator. But but we do really appreciate the inside intel there. Um, but I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, Blaney last week, we were on him too. He was my number one guy in the, the, the Matrix. And he didn't qualify well, got a bad box. And that was, that was all we heard from Ryan Blaney. He did cash the head-to-head over Chastain, who sucked also. Uh, but yeah, so let, let's get back on with, with Ryan and, and hope that he comes through going down the card, Steve, Christopher Bell, Chastain, Gibbs, Suarez. Where do you want to start there? I think we start with, um, ringing the bell, ring right. the bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're, we're not talking about the Phillies anymore. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about Christopher. So Christopher Bell is a guy that I kind of thought was an interesting look this week. I don't see a lot of talk on Bell, but I think he's a guy that can get it done at, you know, drafting star racetracks. He was running up front here last year. He had a top three going before him and Ross kind of got into it, you know, at some point in the race, kind of hurt each other's cars. Um, So I, I like where they're at as far as this track history goes. I like where, uh, for the most part, I like where Chastain was, but you know, Bell especially um, has been running well. Just anytime you're with that Toyota camp at the intermediates this year, it just feels like you're always going to be in the ballpark. And you know, Bell's kind of guy's kind of got the longer number there. So I like where Bell was 
you know, he's been running well at you know, Charlotte is specifically to me is what stood out for bell. Uh, that car was extremely fast before he got into it with, um, so, I mean, so he got into an incident at Charlotte. I think he could have won that race if, if he ran clean the whole time. Good at Nashville, good at Pocono. So I just like a, a Bell feels like he's well-rounded to me. So being yeah. the right crew there, you know, to, the right team, it feels like a good value spot. Yeah, we were talking about how he's just good on these low-wear tracks. Nobody's better at Texas. I mean, he, he owns Texas. Uh, he was super fast at Charlotte, like you said. Feels like... Bell is the perfect pivot off of uh, Truex and Hamlin because those those guys' numbers are are too short. It's unplayable. So uh, we'll have Christopher Bell and Ty Gibbs carrying the Toyota flag for us. Um, so that leaves Trackhouse, Steve. So I guess we're just afraid that maybe they unload fast because they've been really slow the last few weeks. Yeah, this is. Um... I am very I'm very mixed about uh, Trackhouse this week. It really. Trust me, I don't want to play track house. I really, I really didn't want to, but the goal here is to kind of just play their ceiling, right? So there was a week there he missed on Chastain when he was running poorly, and then he came to Nashville, and the car was a, a rocket ship off the trailer, and we felt really, really bad. So now you're going to a place like Michigan where Chastain had a good race last year and he's had a pretty good season this year when it comes to places like Kansas. Um, you look at, where is he on the list here? Um, auto club is really good at auto club, good at Dover, um, Darlington and obviously Nashville. So those are, you know, those are tracks where you're talking mile and a half, higher speed. That's kind of what you're looking for is, you know, Ross, he's, 20 to one. So you're just playing the upside here. I feel like, uh, it's kind of the play. I feel like he's going to run really well. Or he's going to run really poor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 20 to one, it, it's a tough number to pass up on with Ross. Um, uh, he's getting some extra track time on Saturday and your dad still hasn't forgiven me for, for missing on Ross last month. So we have to do it. it it's kind of the same situation coming like, when they were coming to to Nashville. So uh, we don't want to be, be left standing on the sidelines with this one. We're playing it because we have to. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I like what you said about the extra track time too. Anytime you get these guys in another race, it, it's good for their eye, you know, to see, have them see the track, have them feel the track out, you know, what kind of temps are out there, et cetera. Just all around good thing. And uh, I guess that segues right into his teammate Suarez, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're playing his outright a little lighter uh, and focusing more on uh, top three, uh, a, a derivative, because we found a really good price at FanDuel, DraftKings, Bet Rivers, 14 to 1 for that. Yeah. I mean, this is a I, Suarez to me is definitely a guy that you would think that. Um, you would think about playing him for his, um, you know, solid finish. You know, he's, he hasn't really shown that he's got race winning speed. I think we, we've all kind of realized that at this point. Um, you, you definitely want to take a shot at 60 to 1, but I think, like you said, the focus should definitely be more towards the top three, the top 10. 
Um, you know, especially when you look at Ross Chastain, his teammate, usually he's got a little more pace than Suarez. So you, if, you know, if, if Ross has pace, that's great. Uh, and that should trickle down to Suarez. That's usually what happens. So that's kind of what we're banking on here. You know, some pace and track outs in general. And uh, just hoping that Suarez can, can kind of uh, put some, you know, put a good finish in the bank. That's kind of all, well, kind of what we need. Yes, sir. Um, so the other positionals were on uh, Denny Hamlin for a top five. That's plus 120 at bet 365. Uh, some top tens. All at FanDuel. These are just way off market. So uh, we're taking a swing at, at Alex Bowman, Suarez again, Ricky Stenhouse, five to one, the Dinger plus five fifty. Um, we we haven't been great in the top ten market in twenty twenty three. I just think eventually, you know, having these good numbers in our pockets, they'll they'll pay the bills at some point. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Definitely. Um especially when you look at, you know, a number, I think we're getting good prices and you just need to uh, kind of close the deal out. Um, I, I like this number from Bowman plus 185. Uh, I think Bowman is kind of turning the corner a little bit. Uh, it's kind of crunch time for him. He really needs to get in the playoffs. He really needs, needs points, need points, you know, when he needs, he needs something, but just one win. Cause we have under one and a half wins for the season. So Capping off at one there, um, you know that's fine. Um, we don't need we don't need him to win though. We just need a solid top ten. And I looked at what we kind of what he brought at Pocono. Uh, looked really good. Uh, you know his history is good at Pocono, and I like the idea of carrying that speed over to Michigan. And I believe Hendrick will certainly be focusing on him a little bit more, try to get him in. Should put some more resources in that car and. Hopefully, I'd be able to get a top 10 there. I agree. I agree. That would be awesome. Um, so, in the head-to-head section, we can focus a little more here. Uh, we're going Denny Hamlin over Kyle Larson, Bubba over Joey Logano, Christopher Bell over Chase Elliott. I have some some thoughts on that. Uh, Truex over Bo, uh, Byron. I'm sorry, Martin Truex over William Byron, and Larson over William Byron. Yep, so I guess I'll start out here with one of my more favorite ones. That's going to be Denny Hamlin over Kyle Larson. And for me, it's um, Denny Hamlin is just seems like the guy this year to um, be consistent. Always seems to be running up front quite a bit. Uh, And on, on the contrary, Larson has kind of been the guy that's in running, you know, running races and just, you know, running up front. But always seems to get into, you know, something that kind of gets, you know, gets them off course and just doesn't seem to get the finish. Um, so with that in mind, I, I definitely like the consist- consistency with Hamlin versus the uh, lack of ability to finish with Larson. And again, I mentioned the draft. I think Hamlin was one of the better guys in the series when it comes to working the draft, working the lines, knowing where to go. Just being really smart. I think Denny has a great, you know, a high IQ. He knows what to do at a, at a place like this. He's got a great car behind him. Yeah, I mean, Denny is Denny is just cranking out the consistent finishes, getting it into victory lane when he can, um, but getting the most out of that car. So, boy, they're they're getting hot at the right time of the year. So, if if he can ever figure out Phoenix, he'll be dangerous. But. Um, you know, I, I like this Christopher Bell over Chase Elliott play, and 
I can I can speak on maybe a little bit of what Chase Elliott's going through. We're both um, in peak physical condition. We're both prime athletes, you know, Chase Elliott and I. Um, and you know, I'm going through a little bit of a a medical thing here with my wrist where they're going to have to break a bone and and trim it down and all that stuff, right? So he he broke his leg, which is a bottom hand as I consider it. So it's it's nearly the same thing, and you know. Sure, throwing Chase Elliott back in that car before maybe he was 100% ready to go is better than some schlub off the street. But I don't think Elliott is in any position to win races right now. Just like I won't be in any position to to wield a bowling ball, uh, you know, a month after surgery. So I just I think we we just fade Chase. I I, I don't think it's his turn until 2023. I don't I don't think he's he's going to win anything. I think it's fair. I mean, that's a fair point. I think the difference here is that uh, Elliot has a much bigger contract than you did than you do when you you know in the sport of bowling. So he, they kind of have to put him back in there and, and have you know he's got to do his job, right? I mean, I guess Steve. <laughs> um, I would argue that I have good health insurance through the state, so you know maybe they want to rush me back to work early as well. I'm I'm not sure. Well, I mean that is that's a fair you know that's a good argument, I guess. Thank right? you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There you go. But yes, no, in serious note, I just I think it's fade chase season. I mean, there's going to be two road courses coming up. One of them is going to have SGV in the in the field. Chase is not getting it done. Mark mark this mark this time. 38-43 into this this week's podcast. Chase Elliott is not winning a race this year. Man. I was I, I we got to get him in the playoffs though. Can he on points? He can do it on points, but I, I just I think he's I think he's irrelevant to the championship chase and to win a race. I, I just it's it's not it's not his year. If, if he gets to Phoenix, no, will he be healthy enough at that point? Probably. I hope Probably. so. I think he's just going to be too far behind. I mean, I. I think you're right. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to dig us out of this. You know, I'm trying to give him a shot. I'm trying to get him into the playoffs somehow on points with these road courses. And it's, you know, I think, you know, I think the car has been good at, you know, it, it was good. It, it, when you compare teammates, it was good at Richmond, but I think this, for the purpose of Bell versus Elliott here, I think you have to look at Toyota versus Chevy, you know, Chevrolet at Michigan and say, Toyota's got the better car. I think, you know, Bell has been one of the better drivers at, at Toyota. So, for, you know, at least this weekend, I think that's my angle for that. So, put those two uh, theories together and there you go. Here's yeah, you're the logic. logic. You're the logic guy. And I'm, I'm, the, uh, I'm the wild idea man. So, that's a hot take. Probably won't, won't make many people happy since everybody's a Chase Elliott fan. But I just don't think he wins. All right. Cool. Uh, you want to talk about any of these other matchups in depth? Um, well, let's. I, I definitely want to talk about fading Logano uh, with let's, Bubba Wallace. Yeah. First of all, you know, Logano came out of nowhere last week. I think he finished third, right? Or second or something. He always <laughs> seems to finish well when he's running 15th or farther back in the field the whole race. Yeah. <laughs> but but my my problem with Joey is this. I cannot imagine how much money he spent on on that new head of hair he's got. You know, he was <laughs> he was a balding guy last year. Now he's got full thick locks, and you know, in his in his post game presser, 
He's wearing a hat. I mean, you, you paid all that money to have beautiful hair. I would show it off. I'm the I'm the bald guy on the show. I, I I have an excuse to wear a hat on national TV. He does not. He does not. So obviously something's a little bit wrong in Joey Logano's head. Is that would you say that's lacking confidence? Very much. Very much so. You know, he, there's no there's no confidence to be lacking there, right? You just you, you have what you have, and it's you know all you gotta do is put in the play, and he's not putting it in the play. It sounds like what is what you're telling us. I, I, I think that I think that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. So, all right. So, why are we taking Bubba? Ah, uh, well, to, for me, it's you look at what he did in Kansas. Uh, just you know, the car is you know, a race winning car in Kansas. Uh, he's always good at Pocono. Uh, he was good again this year. Um, just, I mean, even, you know, you look at plays like Richmond, you know, last week for Bubba, not even, not one of his better racetracks. And he just, he went out there and he led laps. So if you can do that at plays like Richmond, I think he goes back, goes back to plays like Michigan and just, you know, I think he, he stomps on Logano in this matchup. Uh, you know, again, Bubba's very good at, you know, super speedway racing, you know, Talladega, Daytona, Atlanta, you know, Logano is too, but I think, you know, Bubba's going to have the better car and, you know, Ford has, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but, you know, I think Ford's just going to be at too much of a disadvantage when it comes, you know, comparing Ford to Toyota. Yeah. And, and if we're arguing that uh, Kansas is a comp, then, you know, Bubba, Bubba's very, very good at Kansas. So, uh, I'm 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 with it, man. I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities here, a lot of reasons to, to play Bubba. Uh, we've seen an uptick in form. Maybe he's coming around. I don't mind the pick em price either. So to me, that, that feels good. Yeah, there you go. So anything else that you had in mind to talk about or plays to make, plays to not make? I always forget to talk about the group bet, Steve. So Christopher Bell right. <laughs> in a group bet over Tyler Reddick, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney. Uh, so we're getting Bell over a couple of Fords and Reddick. That's three to one DraftKings. Right. So kind of, uh, I know that Blaney is in this group. I think Bell is, could definitely outrun Blaney. So if he doesn't get into victory lane uh, and Bell does, uh, that's fine. So I like the fade on Reddick and Harvick specifically, though. Um, as I mentioned, Harvick has multiple wins here the last few years, but that's, that was kind of before, you know, what Ford was saying about their aero disadvantage this year. I think that's going to really hurt. So I'm not too high on Harvick this weekend. And I'm not too high on Reddick either this weekend. Uh, we know he's also in Toyota. However, um, he hasn't really shown a lot this year when it comes to the intermediate package. He's just outside the top 10. Actually, he's right on the number for uh, comp tracks, right inside the top 10. Um, I have Bell quite a bit above that. I have Bell just outside the top five. So I just so like where Bell is when it comes to these other guys. Yeah, pretty good positional uh, difference there. So I dig it, man. I'm in. I'm sold on, on that matchup. I like it. But so. that, that's all I got, brother. Yeah, if you want to talk about qualifying, we're kind of on Bell and uh, Gibbs as well for uh, ah yes qualifying right up front and uh, kind of just kickstart the, uh, the race on Sunday. Yeah, so uh, they'll be qualifying tomorrow, 
and we're on five plays. Uh, C. Bell, Ty Gibbs, those are those are the the usual suspects. Uh, then we're going a bit further down the board, grabbing a, a piece of Eric Almarola, Austin Sindrick, and Austin Dillon. So we're just betting all the Austins just in case. <laughs> there, you know, there's three Austins in the field this weekend for Sunday's race. What is Austin Hill in the field? Austin Hill is running that beard car on okay. Sunday. All right. Well, we don't no. need that. That's a bathtub. No, we will not be taking part of any action on Austin Hill unless it's, unless there's a fade in the matchup, which I don't think that would be available. I wish we could get like Austin Hill versus BJ McLeod. That would be cool. I would definitely take Austin Hill on that. Yeah. As I'm sure you would as well. I would. That would be my <laughs> my weekly Austin Hill ticket. Which I don't have but this yeah. week. We're gonna have to find a way to bet that guy. I know. Austin Hill is kind of one of those guys that again is good on you know super speedway racing and drafting, so definitely want to maybe even consider, you know, looking at a matchup for the Xfinity race. See see where that goes when they re, when they repost those odds. Bingo. Uh, all right, that's that's about all we got. Arch, talk about the book club. It's the it's our private Discord server where we hang out, shoot the shit, laugh at the Phillies when they lose to the Royals, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and um, you know it's a like we were talking about. It's a it's a big time of year, um, so you can join at the t h e d g e n s d e g e n s dot net. You get a three day free trial, uh, and then it's twenty five dollars a month after that. Uh, we've got a a new a new co-host on the NFL betting preview show. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Vinny bag of donuts. And we've got uh, quite a few NFL futures that are going to be posted soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we're going to have college football futures coming up. Mm-hmm. Arch posts MLB every day. Uh, Steve had a, a killer, killer start to the week in golf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We bagged up first round leader, Russell Hen- Henley. I think that was what? 40 to one. I think we, we 40 got to one. Yeah. 40 to right. one. So that money still spends. And then the head to heads today, Steve, or were you like six and one and a tie, something like that? Six, so, two, and one, I believe. Something six, along those lines. Yeah. So humble. Lines, yeah. Yeah, so he, humble. He doesn't remember. Steve's like a pitcher. He forgets. He forgets. Right. So if that if that's not enough, you know, to, to pay the bills around the house, um, I don't know what to tell you. The DGens.net. Yeah, all kinds of shit happening. Uh, we're talking about hockey right now. I'm, I'm actively looking for some stats to help me out with hockey. So if you're a puckhead, come on by. We're going to build a hockey model from scratch. Oh, and, and we've got the NFL model. Right. Uh, Tilting was just talking. I was just talking to him about that. So it's good stuff. We've got every single play from every team for the last five years. And we, we've got a model. So that's fun. Join today, man. There's a lot of good stuff going on. It's the best kept secret in gambling Twitter. You don't want to miss it. Have a good night, everybody. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents. 